What is the deal, everybody? Another episode coming to y'all live of the Raiders recap, man. It's glad to be back with y'all. I'm glad to be back with y'all, man. Today, we're going to you know, talk about some of the topics as far as you know, some of the rumors that have come out as far as the Raiders wanting to trade up to three and, and see what prospects they really like. Also, man, there has been an article by Raiders beat reporter that I feel like we should really deep dive into, man, and really get into what he was saying, because it really pertains to how how the Raiders and the Raiders regime is looked at by the NFL world, man. So we're going to get into all that really deep dive into it, man. Once again, it is the sick, the sick podcast with the Raiders recap. Sammy, play my theme music, man. Let's get into these, man. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Raiders Recap. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's going to be sick. What is the deal, everybody? Once again, it is the Sick Podcast with the Raiders recap. Make sure you guys are tapping on that like and subscribe button, man, and hit on the little notification bell so you don't miss none of the content we got dropping, man. So without further ado, man, let's go ahead and get into, you know, some of the rumors that we've been hearing leading up to this NFL draft because, you know, it's smoke season and the weeks leading up to the NFL draft can have a lot of rumors, a lot of fake news, fake news being put out by teams. But there are tidbits of truth in there, man, that we have to really unpack and see, you know, what's the true details. So there has been a report that came out since we last did our last episode, man, that the Raiders are interested in moving up to three only for the right prospect, right? Only for the right prospect. And I know we touched on that, you know, towards the other episode, but we're going to reiterate what I feel like that means, man. And what I feel like that means is the Raiders are willing to move up, but it has to be for the right quarterback. You get what I'm saying? Like, and there's only two quarterbacks that I feel like the Raiders are have on their radar to even move that type of draft capital and move up to select. And that would be CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Now, the only way those two things happen is if Carolina sits there and, and throws a wrench in everybody's plans and they take either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, or, you know, Houston doesn't take a quarterback at all, which I feel personally that might be more likely that Houston would go defense instead of going offense. And, and some of y'all might be saying, well, why do you think that? They need a quarterback. They do. But at the end of the day, not every single organization is the same. You know what I mean? So D'Amico Ryan's just got hired. And the front office there in Houston might be telling them, look, we're trying to build this team from the ground up. Our defense isn't really all that good. But at the end of the day, their defense last year was not bad. It wasn't horrid. OK, they have a couple holes here and there and their defense isn't that bad. So they could be telling D'Amico Ryan's like, look, let's build a defense. Grab yourself a Will Anderson. Or, or Jalen Carter, you know what I mean? Let's grab that, build the defense slow, and when the time comes, we'll we'll make that move however it's going to be and grab a quarterback for our future, you know what I mean? So maybe they're not super sold on everybody, anybody in this draft. It, might, it very well might be that. I mean, and, and if they're not sold on anybody in this draft, of course, if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young were to fall to three, I think it's in the Raiders' best interest to move up and select that player, you know, um, 
And, and even if they select those two guys, I still feel like, you know, they would sit for a year. Although I feel like Bryce and CJ don't really need that year of seasoning to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and learn. It's just, it, it's only going to help you that much more. Okay. You got to think about it. I mean, if you get Bryce Young sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a year, although we know his skill set doesn't require him to sit for a year, you know, he can get his body right. He can get his body right, and he can really, really see what it takes to withstand 17 games in the NFL. You know what I mean? Because that's the main concern about Bryce Young is his body. You know, with CJ, he'd be able to sit and learn schemes, sit to learn blitz packages, because out of all the things that CJ does well, I will say that he does not handle pressure that well. So maybe a year to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and to see the speed of the game will let him you know, let, let his internal clock speed up and his internal clock catch up to the NFL ways, man. So he doesn't really deal with all that pressure problems like he was at Ohio State. But those are the only two prospects I feel like the Raiders will move up to select. I personally don't think that they're going to move up for an Anthony Richardson or, you know, a Will Levis because those prospects are more likely to fall to seven, right? Those are more likely to seven and I and why rush why why give away capital to the Arizona Cardinals who you know they need capital but at the end of the day for a guy who you know you're gonna have to sit and, and season for a year in Anthony Richardson or Will Levis doesn't make no sense so I feel like if it's if it's for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud the Raiders are gonna move up and the Raiders are gonna do their due diligence to find out what that is but if it's not those two prospects I see a more likely scenario of the Raiders trading down. Okay. I see the Raiders trading down and there've been, you know, a lot of, a lot of trade speculations, a lot of trade rumors and trade cookups on what the Raiders could do to trade down. There are plenty, plenty of spots for the Raiders to move down and gain and acquire more capital so that we can continue to build this defense. Me personally, I'm saying if you don't get Bryce Young, CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, does not fall to you at seven or will levis doesn't fall to you there at seven at the end of the day man it's not the end of the world okay you still select yourself a top flight defender that you can plug and play immediately into this defense i.e a devin witherspoon a, a christian gonzalez you know um whoever else falls i mean if if four quarterbacks get taken in the top five you know what i mean that means will anderson might be there for the taking fours or a tyree wilson so at that at that case, you know, I won't be too mad. There are still some other quarterback prospects you can take, like a Hendon Hooker, you know, um, or you know, like a Tanner McKee. Those don't really excite you, but at the end of the day, you build this defense, okay? Build the defense, and next year with better quarterback prospects, we might be able to to maybe maybe make a move for one of the better quarterback prospects. Okay, so that is where I think the Raiders will be going if they don't select one of these top three quarterbacks, I Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. If they don't get any of those three, I feel like the Raiders' best interest is to move down, acquire more capital, and build this defense up with some top-flight prospects, man. And I've been saying this for pretty much the whole offseason. I think the Raiders are in a very, very good position if they play their cards right. Okay, there at seven, you can either one move up for your quarterback of the future, or two get more capital from a, a, a needy team who feels like they need to 
acquire their prospect now, and they're maybe willing uh, willing to pay much more than what they normally would be willing to pay. I mean, if, if you could tell me we could trade down in the first round and, and acquire another second rounder and another third rounder, I mean, just imagine with depth on this defensive class, you know what I mean? Just imagine how many prospects we'd be able to bring in and really build this defense with those rookie prospects. So I, I feel like, once again, that if they don't acquire one of those top quarterbacks, they will trade down, acquire more capital, and build this defense with some top-flight prospects. All right, now, what that in entails, we don't know. Uh, we don't know who is on their radar. They've had multiple, multiple visits with a lot of versatile players. I mean, over the course of these weeks that we weren't making episodes, they've had visits with Brian Branch. Jamie Robinson, you know, a lot of corners have been in there. Tyree Wilson is on the board to come in. They had Jalen Carter come in for their top 30 visit. So they're doing their due diligence on defenders as well. And I feel like the way that the Raiders are setting up their top 30 visits, you know what I mean? It's very fluid. You feel what I'm saying? It's very fluid saying we're, we're going to look at a prospect here on defense Maybe not a first rounder, but maybe a late first round. You know, maybe not an early first round, but a late first round. We're going to look at another prospect here, early, early first round prospect. Or we're going to look at another prospect here that's an early second round prospect. You know, they're they're very fluid with their top 30 visits, which tells me that they're very fluid in their draft position. Okay, they can either move up or down like we've been describing. So we right now as Raider fans are in a very, very peculiar but i feel like a very ideal situation you know what i mean if the draft is played right there we can either come away with a top flight quarterback or come away with multiple multiple plug and play defensive starters man so if we play our cards right we should be looking very very good coming at the end of this draft now move on to our our final topic man coming from that Okay, there was an article written by a Raiders beat reporter, Hondo Carpenter, um, and, and he pretty much detailed, you know, what the NFL world is thinking about Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels after their first year on the job, right? If you get a chance, go check that out. Go read that for yourself, man, and gather your own opinion, gather your own thoughts on what you feel like he's talking about and what everybody else said. But what I took away from this, okay, from that article was one, the NFL world respects Dave Ziegler right now. They respect his football mind. They respect how he thinks about the game and approaches the game from a business standpoint, okay? There's even a quote in there, an article in there that says, Dave Ziegler kind of thinks like a young Ron Wolf. And, and, you know, hearing that, obviously that's, that's good news, but the NFL world holds Dave Ziegler in high regard, man. They hold him in high regard, even from his days in New England. There's also a little tidbit in there from the article that says Dave wasn't really too excited about New England's first round picks when he was there because, you know, as we all know, for as good as New England has been in the past couple of years, they haven't really drafted well in that first round. I mean, I, to me personally, I don't remember a first round pick that they didn't have that, you know, was like a superstar talent or or came in and was like a a super huge prospect like I don't remember that I remember the Cole Stranges and you know the safety they took that one year his which name escapes me right Duggar Kyle Duggar but at the end of the day you know I don't remember New England drafting very well in that first round so to hear that Dave Ziegler was kind of frustrated with how New England was going about their drafting in those early rounds 
tells me all I need to know. You know, at the end of the day, that's Bill Belichick shit right there. That's that's his stuff. Okay, whatever happens, Bill has the final say. So now we get to see what Ziegler, you know, how he thinks as far as this draft. I mean, last year we saw a little bit of it. But at the end of the day, he traded the first and second to acquire Devontae Adams. And I'm sure none of us are going to complain about having the best receiver in the league. But this year, there will be no trading first and second round for a player because at the end of the day, man, we they know how many holes are in this roster. Speaking of holes are in the roster, another tidbit from the article, man, it was saying that, you know, Mark Davis didn't really believe that Josh and Dave knew exactly what they were getting into when they took this Raiders job, okay? And, and there was a lot of reaction to that saying that, you know, Mark Davis threw Dave and Josh under the bus and saying all that. Me personally, I don't think so. And this is why. I don't think he threw them under the bus because if you're a real hardcore Raiders fan and you have paid attention to this team and paid attention to the real inner workings of the Raiders, you would know, okay? That year we went to the playoffs, although it was a great year, magical year, you know, because it has some tragedy and we overcame that. But at the end of the day, the roster and team as a whole was not a championship roster. Okay, they were not. We made the playoffs off some emotion, off some late game luck, you know, and and the players were playing their asses off. Let's not get it twisted. But the roster to win a Super Bowl was not where it needs to be. So from the outside looking in, you can see if you're not really a part of the franchise and you're not really a part of the organization, you know, from Dave and Josh looking in, they're like, man, that team is close. They're close. They just need a couple pieces here, there. Of course, they love Derek and they loved everybody else on the team. And they're like, just need a couple pieces. But what they couldn't have predicted, and this is what the article kind of, you know, highlights, what they couldn't have predicted was the lack of depth and the lack of of actual quality talent on this roster you know what I mean like and what I mean by that is there's no way you know if they're so entrenched in that New England way and they're trying to get the Patriots right there's no way they could have known how terrible the Raiders drafting has been for at least the past 10 years the past 10 years bro you could probably make a whole ass blooper reel on the Raiders draft classes up to this point like it's it's legit terrible. I don't remember any organization that has drafted as terrible as the Raiders have drafted in this in this time period right here of football, bro. Like it, it's that bad. You have to think about it. There's no way, right? As an NFL team, you'll be able to sustain yourself with shitty draft picks and shitty free agent signings. Okay, or you're just going to get the formula that us Raider fans have been getting for the past 10 to 20 years, which is be shitty for a couple years, then be mid for a little bit, you know, win win you some nine, 10 games, maybe make a playoff appearance that's somewhat magical and do the shit all over again. Why? Because you don't have sustained talent. You don't have homegrown talent. You feel what I'm saying? And when your draft picks are not on the team after a year or two, It tells you all you need to know. You know what I mean? It tells you all you need to know. So when Mark Davis said that about Dave and Josh, I don't feel like, you know, it was a shot. I feel like it was the truth. And at the end of the day, Mark has taken, you know, some accountability on the Raiders' shortcomings. He's taken accountability, and he said, the only constant thing has been me. That is a Mark Davis quote. Only constant thing has been Mark Davis, which is true, okay? 
And we all know he doesn't know football as well as Al. We know that, but he has a better business mind. And I have to respect Mark for saying, you know, after the after the year with Basaccia, he could have kept Basaccia off the emotional factor. But he was sitting there saying, we need somebody with a scheme. We need somebody with a plan. We need somebody who has real, real football history, real football mind. Not saying Basaccia didn't, but at the end of the day, it's hard to argue with the success that Dave and Josh have you know, have had with that New England organization. They've had a lot of success doing shit a certain way. Now, coming over here, you know, they're, they're going to have to implement their way. That's how they know how to gain success. Like, it's not like they're going to come here, you know what I mean? Because I see everybody complaining about uh, they're turning this into the Las Vegas Patriots and all that other shit. I mean, you got to think about it. They're going to do what makes them comfortable to win games, bro. I mean, the old Raider way was not working. Let's let's just keep it a buck. The old Raider way it was not working. It's not sustainable, bro. And you can't nobody can argue to me that the old Raider way has any any better it has made us any better in this time period than at least, you know, trying to see what this regime wants to do, okay? Because at the end of the day, bro, what do we have to show for it? The old Raider way has given us two playoff appearances and, and about 18 other years of mid to shitty experiences. Like, bro, what? Like, no, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. So we might as well let this regime come in and do shit their way. I mean, it's the only way they know how to gain their success. It's not like Josh is going to come here and pretty much change his whole fucking playbook because he's on a different team. I mean, no, he's got to do what makes, what gained him success, what gained him this job. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, bro, from that article, what I took away was that that first year was really a trial and error year. They thought they had one thing. They thought they had a Lamborghini. Turns out they had a pickup. You feel what I'm saying? Like there's, they had to learn on the job, learn on the fly. And if they get it right this year, you know, if they if they up their win total this year and the team looks better, to me, that's a win. Okay, that's a win. We have to realize as the roster is constructed right now, no, we're not in championship level. We're not. But we're getting there. We have to get there. Every team that's on championship level right now, if you look around the league, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chiefs, all that, everybody built slow and built through the draft and built the right way. And that's what the Raiders are trying to do. Now, if it's going to work, that is time will tell. That's a time will tell right there. But we owe it to the organization to at least give them a chance to right the ship. Because like I said, the old Raider way was obviously not fucking working, was not working. So we have to give it to this regime to get the, give them a chance, let them build up slow. You know what I mean? And... and to me, if you acquire nine to ten wins this year, that's a dub. That's a dub in my book because the first year was trial and error. Second year, which is this year, you acquire your players, you acquire your guys, you you up your win total a little bit. Nothing too crazy. You give me nine to ten wins, I'm straight. You feel what I'm saying? And next year, 2024, is when we're ready to start whooping that ass and start getting into the championship bubble man that's that's my prediction i feel like this year you just feel the roster with your guys 
up your win total. The roster looks better. And then next year, we really get it rock and rolling to really whoop the league's ass. So that's where I'm at with it. Like I said, give this regime some time. Give them some patience. I mean, shit, we gave John Gruden at least three years. Yeah, it ended tragically. But at the end of the day, bro, I'm sorry. Those first two years of John Gruden's tenure were trash. They were ass. I remember the Jordy Nelson season. That's not lost on me, bro. That was ass. And everybody was willing to give John Gruden all that time and all that. Give this regime time, bro. And if they fail, they fail. If they fail, they fail. Then fucking we move on to the next regime. You feel what I'm saying? We move on till we fucking get it right. But as for right now, they're in charge. So if they're in charge, we got to let them do their thing. Got to let them see it out. So that is all the topics I wanted to talk about, man. It's been a minute since I see y'all. Make sure you hitting that like and subscribe button, man. We're going to start coming to y'all a little more consistently with a little more content, man. You're not going to want to miss it. The draft is two weeks away, man. So biggest draft in Raiders history in the past, I don't know, maybe five to ten years, man. So stay tuned. We're going to give you all the updates and the content for that, man. And once again, make sure you're hitting the like and subscribe button. Sammy, you ready to play my theme music out, man? And I can't wait to see y'all next time, man. Peace. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.